Father, give us ears to hear, hearts to receive, and to apply what you're saying to us. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, it is a new year, and New Year's usually represent a time of new beginnings, right? A fresh start, a clean slate, new possibilities. Is that right? We need to have an excitement and an anticipation of all the new things that God wants to do in our lives in this year. Because I believe his heart is full with all the things he wants to do in your life in this year. You know, if you think about your life, every year, every day, creates the history book of our lives. And I believe that the pages of 2015 are pages that God wants to write some amazing things into your life. But we've got to be willing to give those pages to him, to ask him to do it, to surrender to him, and expect him to do amazing things. We've got to be willing to just press into him, to pursue him, as we've been talking about on Sundays here at the bridge. If you've been with us, we're in pursuit of God. How many of you have been getting the daily devotionals with us and pursuing God together with us? Awesome, I love that. We need to position ourselves in a place where we're pursuing God and growing more and more in love with him. You know, in 1 John 4.19, it says, We love him because he first loved us. And here at Chick Connection, when we launched this season back in the fall, we spent most of the fall talking about God's love for us, how much he loves us, his unconditional, uncontrollable, unceasing love for us. And we spent all that time studying that because it's so important that we have that as our foundation, that we know, that we never question, we know that we know that we know that God loves us completely. And when we have that assurance, that confidence of God's love, you know what, it compels us to love him in return. And so as we start out here in January, continuing on in that theme with Chick Connection, we're gonna go in just a slightly different direction. We talked so much about God's love for us, but today we're gonna start in Mark verse 12, I'm sorry, chapter 12, verse 30, and it says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Now in the coming weeks, we will be talking more about that second verse, verse 31, loving our neighbor, and talking about who is our neighbor? Is it just the person that really lives next door to us? Who is our neighbor? And we're gonna see that our neighbor is really, goes far beyond the person next door. And we're gonna be 
learning about women facing different situations around the world. We're going to be talking in coming weeks about some human trafficking issues that are so real in our world today and learning more about that and seeing what we can do to be part of helping in some of those situations. We're going to be talking about other things that women face across the globe and joining together to be part of an answer to help women. We're going to be doing things to reach women here in our community as we get into that further and talk more about loving our neighbor. But to start out with today and for the next couple of weeks, we're going to focus in on that first verse, on verse 30, about loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind. I want to start out this new year loving God even more, pressing into God even more, knowing Him more, experiencing more of Him, just pursuing Him more. And that is my prayer for all of us. And so I want to ask you this morning, and you don't have to answer this out loud, just ask yourself an answer on the inside. Do you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind? I would venture to say that if you are in this room today and you have a relationship with God, that you would say, yes, I do. I love him with all that's in me. I love him. But maybe there's some of you here today and, and you're not even sure how to have a relationship with God and how you go about loving God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. That's okay, because that's exactly what we are going to talk about today and unpack that and see how do we do that? How do we really do that in our everyday lives? And so to start out with, to see how we do that, it's important that we talk about what it means, our heart, our soul, our mind. What does that mean? What does that consist of? When you take this verse and you look up each of those words in the original writing, and you look up those original definitions of those words and put them together, it is literally talking about the core of our being, the center of our physical and spiritual life. It includes our mind, our thoughts, our attitudes, our understanding, our imagination, our will, our decisions, our choices, our desires, our emotions, our moods, our countenance, and our entire internal posture. Wow. That encompasses a lot, doesn't it? I think that really covers every part of our being, wouldn't you say? Yes. So today, I want us to really think about what does it mean to love God with all of our being, with all of those things, with our attitudes, our emotions, our moods, our thoughts, with all of it. What does it mean to really love God with all of that. What does that look like on a daily basis? And so I have a little, little helper here today. 
My granddaughter let me borrow her, her car for the day. She lent me her ride for the day. Thanks, Livy. And so this little car represents all of those things that are encompassed in our heart, our soul, our mind, okay? Most of them are on here on the car. All right, my little helper, I'll bring over here. Okay, so let's just stop and think about this for a moment. What happens in everyday life? Sometimes unexpected things happen, don't they? Anyone ever have unexpected things happen? Anyone ever had a pipe break in your house unexpectedly? Yep, I have. <laughs> a pipe inside the wall upstairs and water was pouring out the ceiling downstairs. That's okay, it was a while back. It's all taken care of now, but <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> and it caused quite a bit of damage and a good part of the furniture of the house had to be moved out for a few months. And then they bring in those giant fans that put out heat to dry everything. And it, of course it was in August when we were having a heat wave. And <laughs> yeah, you get the point. Okay, sometimes unexpected things happen. I'm sure there have been lots of unexpected things that have happened in your life. Maybe you've had a similar situation with the pipe burst. Maybe you've had your car die or a flat tire at the worst possible time. Because, of course, that's when it happens, right? Maybe you've been on your way somewhere, running a little late, and traffic comes to a complete stop. It's not rush hour. What is going on? You know that feeling. The cars in front of you are stopped. The cars behind you are stopped. The cars on the sides of you are stopped. You're not close to an off-ramp. There is nothing you can do. <laughs> a little frustrating, isn't it? Unexpected thing. Maybe your sweet, darling little one decides to have the worst tantrum ever when you're standing in the grocery store line. Of course, it's the slowest line. You pick the slowest line. It couldn't go any slower. And little Susie starts having a raging tantrum and you can't just walk up because all your groceries are already unloaded on the conveyor belt and the lady in front of you can't find her wallet and you know, there's just unexpected things that happen in life. Maybe your husband forgot to show up for your child's school event. Maybe you've been trying to text him, call him and you just can't get a hold of him. You're a little frustrated. Maybe. You had a date night planned, and he completely forgot and came home so excited to sit on the couch and watch football all night. <laughs> Just stuff happens. Everyday life happens, right? Okay, so when these things happen, what is going on in your heart, soul, and mind? What is going on in your thoughts? your attitudes, your emotions, your mood, on your countenance. What is happening? Is it evident to all that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Or does the, 
the car of your soul, the car of your heart and mind, want to swing completely out of control like it's on a roller coaster, swinging, screaming, what? Now you're going to have a tantrum? Stop that, stop that. Of course I'm in the worst, slowest line ever. Lady, if you didn't carry such a big purse, maybe you could find your wallet up there. Oh my goodness, what is happening? What do you mean you forgot? How could you forget to show up for this event? You forgot our date night? How many nights a week can one person watch football? And your emotions are screaming and swinging on the rails of the roller coaster. Can anyone relate? <laughs> I think we all can. <laughs> you know, there's always things that happen that send our emotions, our thoughts raging. Sometimes they're unexpected things, silly little things. Sometimes they're more serious things. Sometimes we face things that go beyond the little unexpected scenarios. Sometimes we face major challenges in life. The loss of a job that's caused a family to face some very severe financial hardship. Maybe a bad report from the doctor. Maybe a relationship that's falling apart. What happens? in those situations, in those major challenges and more tragic situations of life. What do your thoughts, your emotions do during those times? Do your emotions try to drive off the cliff with anger and frustration and confusion and hurt? and discouragement and disappointment? Do your thoughts ever try to take you on a tailspin and get you so worked up in the matter of 15 seconds, one thought can lead to another, to another, to, to another, and have you in such a downward spiral where you're imagining the worst possible scenario, which then produces more emotions that send you raging and on that roller coaster. Can anyone relate? We do face challenges in life, and sometimes we need to stop and ask ourselves, how is my soul? my mind, my heart, responding in these situations. You know, our desires are part of our heart, soul, and mind. Do your desires ever want to take over? In other words, do you ever want your own way? Nobody in here ever wants their own way. Sometimes I want my own way. Sometimes we want 
our husband to do what we want, when we want, how we want. Actually, we want them to do it how we would do it, right? <laughs> you ever want your child to do something just a certain way that they're just definitely not doing? Or maybe it's with a parent or a coworker or a friend. You want them to do something that they're not doing. And what do we do? We get all worked up and we pout and we cry and we yell and we criticize and then we maybe go badmouth them to somebody else who can make them do what we want them to do. We try to help the situation. But you know what? Usually in these kinds of situations, not always, but often, our desires are all about us. They're all focused right here on what we want in that moment. And when we don't get our way, our heart, our soul, our mind end up running totally out of control. Oh yeah, and the countenance on the front, usually it's not expressing that we love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we get all bent out of shape. And once again, we go up on the rails of that roller coaster. And we get ourselves all worked up. Do you know our understanding is part of our heart, our soul, our mind? Have you ever had your understanding take over? Sometimes things happen that we don't understand. And instead of trusting God and realizing that he sees things from such a different perspective than we do, he sees this much bigger picture. He has an eternal perspective on everything. And we have our small, limited, finite perspective that we can get our natural human thinking around. And sometimes we choose to look at our perspective rather than realizing that we can just trust God because he has a much bigger perspective. When we get fixed on our own human, natural understanding, what happens? We begin to question God. Where are you? God, how could you let this happen? Why have you done this? And you know what happens? We drive ourselves right off into a pity party. that has the ability to derail us from the future that God has for us if we're not careful. There are countless situations, countless scenarios that we encounter in daily life. Isn't that right, ladies? Maybe you've identified with one of these scenarios. Maybe. You've identified with many of them. Does it strike anyone else today that if we say we love God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, yet our heart, soul, and mind are living? 
having like this in chaos and like emotional roller coasters, does it strike anyone else that something's just a little wrong with that picture? Hmm. Just getting into a little food for thought today, okay? <laughs> so let's talk about how we love God with all our heart, soul, and mind in the midst of the circumstances of life. How does your heart, your soul, your mind navigate the scenarios, even the unexpected scenarios of everyday life? Do your thoughts, your emotions, your mood exude that you love the Lord your God with all that's within you at all times? You know, in every one of these examples we talked about, there's been one thing that has been the driving force of this car. One thing that has been the driving force of our heart, soul, and mind. What is it? It's the circumstance, the situation. And so often, ladies, we live with our thoughts, our emotions, our desires, our understanding, all so completely tied up in our circumstances that, that we're dealing with at that moment that our heart, soul, and mind is so preoccupied with those things. We're on this out-of-control roller coaster of craziness that we temporarily forget that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And by the way, just a side note, when we lose sight of that, I can promise you that others around us are losing sight of that at the moment as well. They're not seeing him in us in those times. So what do we do? Because are we ever going to stop facing circumstances and different situations in life? No, never. They're always going to be there. So how do we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, when they're very often preoccupied with other things? I've heard so many Christians say, well, I love God, but I am just going through a really hard time right now. And you know, I pray and I ask God to intervene, and yeah, I pray and I ask him for peace, and, and I pray and I ask him to take control of my thoughts, and then they just continue living in this turmoil, waiting for God to wave a magic wand over their life. And then when they don't see the peace come, when they don't see their thoughts change, when they don't see the situation change, they just say, well, God's just not working in my life right now. God's just being silent. And they just continue on in their emotional turmoil, living like that roller coaster and walking time bomb. 
Can I tell you this morning, that is not the life we were created to live. That is not the life God designed us to live. He does not want us to be emotional roller coasters or walking time bombs. He has got a better life for us. Ladies, he wants to do so much in you because he wants to do so much through you. He has so much he wants to do through you, so much he wants to use you for in this year to impact other people's lives. He wants to write amazing things across the pages of your life this year, today, tomorrow, the next day. But you know what? It doesn't just happen automatically. He doesn't just drop those things out of the sky. Because you know what? When we're living like this, and something drops out of the sky on us, we probably wouldn't even notice, or we would just get into more of a tizzy <laughs> over something unexpected dropping on us. That's not how it works. God has a better life for us. Ladies, you know what? We have an amazing privilege in life. We have this amazing privilege of determining the posture of our heart, determining the posture of our soul, of our mind. So how do we do that? How do we love God with all our heart, soul, and mind in the midst of the circumstances of life, in the midst of challenges around us? I want us to talk about two keys to that. The first one, in order to help us navigate those things, we need to understand what the Bible says about circumstances, about challenges and trials in life. So if you've got your Bibles and you want to turn there, you can turn to John 16, 33. I think it'll be on the screens also. I'm reading to you out of the Amplified Bible. And in John 16, verse 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distresses and frustration, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. I love that. Wow. That tells us right there, challenges will come. They will come. It says tribulation, trials, distress. That is part of this world that we live in, okay? So we need to just understand, okay, Challenges do come, but we can be of good cheer. We can take courage and be confident and certain and undaunted because he has overcome this world. Challenges will come, but we can have his peace and his confidence and courage in the midst of it. It is possible, and it is his desire for us in the midst of those things. And then in James 1, 2, familiar verse. It says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And, you know, that's the verse I know a lot of you 
would like to white out in your Bible, <laughs> but we don't do that. And, and then it goes on, and it tells us that if we trust God in the midst of those things, if we walk in faith, it will produce patience, endurance, and maturity in our lives. Wow, trials will come, but we can actually be joyful in the midst of them, and it will produce maturity and patience in our lives? Let's look at one more in Philippians 4.11. The Apostle Paul, he says, not that I'm implying that I was in any personal want, for I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. Wow, it is possible to go through challenges and in the midst of them have peace, have confidence, have courage, have joy, and be content. You know what that means? That means it is possible to go through challenges without being the crazy person swinging from the rails of the roller coaster. It is not only possible, it is God's desire and plan for us, and it's how he created us to live. So if he created us to live that way, hmm, what do we do? For the second key, look back at Mark 12, the verse we started in today, Mark 12:30. Let's read it again. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Strength. That word strength there in the original writing, it literally means forcefulness, a strength to overcome. Ladies, we need to be forceful in exercising our will. There are probably many of you in this room today who love to exercise physically. I am not one of them. <laughs> but I know that I need to and I know it's good for me. So a couple months ago, so this wasn't a New Year's resolution, I started a couple months ago, I started exercising regularly. Now, a couple months into it, can I tell you that I still have to be very forceful in exercising my will to get me to the gym <laughs> before I ever work out, because I really don't like it, but I know it's good for me. <laughs> Sometimes we have to be forceful in exercising our will, right? If we really love God, with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, which includes our will, we should be forceful in exercising our will to say, wait a minute, God, I love you. And even though my emotions are wanting to get me swirling up onto the rails of that roller coaster right now, I refuse. I'm not going to go there. Because, God, you love me. And your word is true. Your promises are true. 
And you said that I can be joyful in the midst of this. So I'm not going to go out of control. You love me. You've got me. And we can rest in him. We need to be forceful in exercising our will to prevent us from going off the rails. If we really love God with all that's within us, We'll do that. We'll exercise our will in that way. Now, someone might hear that and think, oh, wait a minute. It sounds like it's work to love God. You know what? It is not work to love God. The work is in the fearing, the stressing, all the emotional turmoil, because that wears us out, doesn't it? That's where the work is. The work is not in loving God. When we choose to just simply love God, it brings such an ease to life. Because instead of letting circumstances drive our heart, our soul, our mind, and all that they encompass, we can let the love of God drive our heart, our soul, our mind in his stability, in his peace and security instead. Think about it like this. If someone was trying to harm someone you love deeply, what would you do? There would be a strength that would rise up within you to prevent that from happening, wouldn't there? Isn't that what you would do? We need to realize that the enemy would love to harm God's plan for our life. The enemy would love to harm his plan by getting us all caught up in emotional and mental turmoil and tizzies to stop what God wants to do in our lives. And sometimes we can think, oh, if I just blow it right now, what does it matter? That's not going to interfere with God's plan for my life. You know, God's plan for our life isn't way off someday down the road. It's today. It's this hour, it's the next hour, the next hour. Every moment of every day. There's things God wants to do through us. People he wants to encourage through us. People he wants us to reach out to, to talk to, to share his love with. There's things he wants to do through us at all times. He wants to shine his light through us. And when we choose to give in to all the emotions that are raging and the negative thoughts, you know what we do? We throw a blanket over God's light within us. Is his light seen in our lives when we are going berserk and crazy? No. But in the midst of a challenge, when we are stable, and secure and going through life with his peace, wow, that shines his light. Other people see that and they're drawn to him. He wants to use us every moment of every day. And the enemy uses all these things to try to stop him from doing what he wants to do through our lives. So shouldn't we be forceful in rising up and saying, no way, devil, no way, enemy. You are not going to interfere with what God wants to do through me today.
We should be women who are forceful in that because we love him and we want his purposes fulfilled in our lives. In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says that we're to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Did you know it doesn't say that God does that for us? We are to bring every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? We need to take our, our raging thoughts, our negative thoughts that don't line up with God's word and bring them into obedience of God's word. Get them to line up with what God's word says. So when those thoughts try to take control, if we just stand up and say, no way, I'm not going there. I'm not letting my thoughts go down that road. God, because your word says that yes, trials will come, yes, challenges will come, but in the midst of them, I can experience your peace and confidence in you and security in you because you've overcome the world. You're with me. You're for me. You're on my side. I, I know that you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. We start replacing our thoughts with his thoughts. That's how we love the Lord our God with all our mind. We've got to be women who will choose. Are we going to walk out daily life loving him with all our mind, all our heart, all our soul? Or are we going to live in the turmoil and the chaos and just say, oh yeah, I love God, I love God, I love God. What are we showing the world? We've got to be willing to choose to take our thoughts captive. We've got to be willing to choose to not be led around by our emotions. Listen, because we love God, we don't have to live in fear because he's with us. There is no fear in the perfect love of God. We don't have to let our desires dig our heels in and, and make us stubborn and difficult and demanding our own way. We can just let our desires be aligned with God's desires, simply loving him, knowing that he has better things for our life than we do. When we love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, we're not living up on the roller coaster. We're not driving a time bomb. We are driving every day in security in his peace, in his confidence, resting in him. When we choose to simply love God, it brings such rest and peace into our lives. Will we be perfect? Of course not. Will we at times blow it and react to an unexpected scenario? Of course, because we live in these frail human bodies. But you know what? One thing I know is the more we press into him, the more we grow in his love, the more his love takes over. And the more peace and security and stability we find, and the easier it becomes. And in that process, what we are doing is positioning ourselves for God to do all that he wants to do through our lives. We're positioning ourselves where he can just write across the pages of our life everything that he wants 
to right, and then we find ourselves driving forward into the fullness of his plans, into the fullness of his purposes for our life, and we end up experiencing such incredible fulfillment in life that only comes from him. So ladies, would you say that your heart, your soul, your mind drives on the roller coaster rails most days? Or are your heart, soul, and mind so filled with love for God that you remain stable, secure, no matter what comes your way? I think today, as we start out this new year, a good time to just do a little honest self-evaluation and recognize in our own lives what is it that's driving our internal posture. And let's purpose in our hearts this year to allow our love for God to be that driving force in our lives more than ever before. You know, maybe you say, you know, I'm doing pretty good with that. I'm not living up there anymore like I used to. I'm trusting God. You know what? That's awesome. And I believe that every day we can grow in that. Grow in experiencing more of his love, loving him more, letting his love take over, where we find that incredible rest and peace in him more and more and more. And so today, as we enter into this new year, I hope that together we can all commit to growing in this area of loving God more, loving God with all that is within us. Next week, we're going to talk about some tools that will really help us in that journey and on that process, on that growing process. But today, I just want to ask, how many would say, maybe you've recognized some areas where you've lived a little out of control with responses to things. How many of you would say, I recognize some areas where I can grow more in simply loving God, and I want to commit to doing that today. How many of you would say that? Awesome. A room full of women with hearts for God. Can we just stand together? I want us to do something as we close today. I want us to pray together, but I want us each to make that commitment in our own hearts. Maybe just put your hands out in front of you and imagine just your life right there, your heart, your soul, your mind, your thoughts, your attitudes, your desires, all of it right there in front of you. And just within your own heart, just close your eyes and in your own heart, just surrender those things to God. Just begin to talk to him. And just let him know that you want to grow more 
in loving him completely with everything that's within you. Thank you, Father. God, right now, we just surrender to you. And God, we commit all of our life to you. Everything. Our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, all that is included in that, God. Our thoughts, our attitudes, our moods, our emotions, our desires, every bit of it, God. We give it all to you right now. And Father, as each woman in this place makes that commitment to you, to grow in loving you more and pursuing you more and pressing into you more, God, I just pray that you would help us because I know you want us to grow in these areas even more than we do. And I thank you that you have sent the Holy Spirit as our helper. That's what your word says to us, God. So Father, I'm asking right now that your Holy Spirit would help each one of us every moment of every day. God, when situations arise where our thoughts wanna take us off track, where our emotions wanna start raging and taking over, God, I pray that you would just nudge our hearts and remind us that we don't have to be out of control. We don't have to worry or fear or go crazy because you've got us. You love us and we love you and we can rest in you. God, be that helper, that, that one in our lives that brings us back to that each moment and give us the strength to rise up and refuse to go there. Refuse to let our emotions or thoughts or any of that take over. But God, help us to grow in you and simply walk out daily life loving you more than ever before. Thank you, Father. And ladies, while your heads are still bowed, your eyes are closed and you're there in that posture of prayer, you know, maybe there's some of you here this morning and you've never experienced your own personal relationship with God. He loves you. He sent his son to die for you so that you could have a relationship with God because Jesus took the punishment for all of our sins upon himself on that cross of Calvary so that we can live in relationship with God here on this earth and we can spend eternity in heaven with him. And maybe you're here and as your hands are there in front of you, you just say, God, I wanna give you my life. I want to surrender completely to your Lordship. And just in your own words, in your own heart right now, just say, Father, I give you my life. And I ask you to be the Lord of my life. I choose to start a relationship with you today. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen.